Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. What's up, everybody? I have some exciting news for you just in time for the holiday season. If you like, you know, reform gear like myself, you guys know I love my tees and and, and journals and things like that. But if you go to missionaware.com, they have tees, hoodies, journals, mugs, cups, glasses, decals, all kind of stuff, man, with reform themes on them. What better gift to give to your family than a gift from Mission Aware? If you go right now and, and make your purchase and in the code section, the discount code, put in BAR for the bar that will give you a discount on your gear and also that will support the podcast so this christmas don't leave nobody out get everybody something from mission awares god bless you the bar biblical and reforming for those of us who claim christ our authority is the scripture for those who don't claim christ or who claim another i'd like for them to we challenge them to explain a standard of truth apart from scripture uh, it, it's explain the nature of good and evil apart, apart from the scripture. Um, that there, there's, you, you have no context. There's no justification for it except for the whims of, of, men, of, you know, of men. And so, man, we, we stand upon the foundation of the scripture. Sola Scriptura. Scripture alone, man. Doctrine. Yeah, Sola Scriptura. Scripture alone. That means scripture alone. What's your eternal situation for the age of creation? For he laid the foundation. Was the plan for expiation? Christ became propitiation. Meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces. In the crowd, he saw our faces. Yes. Welcome, everybody, to the bar. It's your boy, Dwayne. We're in the building. Excited like I am every week. Uh, this week is a special week for me because I have one of my favorite dudes, Mr. Virgil Walker. How are you tonight, sir? Outstanding, brother. Glad to be here. Glad to be connected. Uh, looking forward to what we're going to discuss tonight, man. It's going to be a good look for sure. Good deal, man. Mr. Virgil, if you guys have been tuning into the bar, uh, one of the uh, sermons that you've heard, probably I think we've loaded twice of his sermons. Uh, so this is the man. Yeah, he's plotting in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the man behind those uh, awesome messages, uh, Big V. So what what you got coming up, man, as far as that goes that we can probably look forward to on the podcast? Excited, man. I get a chance. Our senior pastor is very gracious uh, with his platform. He's got a cadre of, of us associate assistant pastors who um, are involved uh, there and have opportunity to speak from time to time. I'm looking forward because on November 27th, uh, will be my chance, my crack at it. And uh, man, I'm looking forward to talking about a number of things, everything from biblical worldview uh, to what, you know, the importance of family. Uh, and some of the things that we're going to be talking about tonight. So it's going to be going to be a good time. Looking forward to it. 
good deal. And we'll definitely have it uploaded here, man. I'm excited about it as well. Yes. Yes, sir. Well, um, you know, this is a Tuesday, but this is dropped on the following Tuesday. And we're still on that wave of the election. It's still fresh. It's still, you know, we still smell it. The residue is still in the air. Uh, and V, you know, I always, uh, I'm always trolling your page, brother. You know, I, I love to, uh, you know, see your perspective on things. And uh, I guess kind of give the people, I guess, your overall outtake or overall view of what has transpired in the last week or so. Man, I'm I'm happy to do that, but listen, I'm not letting you off the hook either, brother. <laughs> I love so, it. I love it when you're so, here, man. So, so we we're not we, we're gonna we're gonna go back and forth because you know this is this is the first you know first opportunity, uh, man, in the cultural environment that I'm a part of, uh, pr- predominantly white, uh, Anglo, um, and so I haven't had a chance to really kind of kind of chop it up with a brother and and really unpack uh, things from a from a cultural. Uh, point of view. So I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback. But um, and just overall, I, I would say uh, just as I kind of go back, uh, Dwayne, and think about um, the election night, man, uh, I'll be honest with you, brother. I was sitting there. Let, let me let me back up and, and, and even unpack this piece of it for you, bro. And, and I think you, you probably know this or at least have sensed it. Um, I, I didn't vote for either candidate, bro. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't vote for. I didn't vote for either. Either. Either person. Uh, you know, I kind of went there, and uh, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I did not know. While while theologically, I kind of knew where I was going, and 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 ca- kind of um, you know biblical worldview and and what I hold there. I kind of knew. I, I didn't know what I would do once I got into the the, the voting booth until I got there, and so you know I'm. I'm I'm looking at it, bro, and and I'm I'm looking at the names, and you know I try I tried to I tried to, I tried to put you you know push my hand up there, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and, and 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 I just I could not I couldn't bring myself to to, to do it, man. So right. I I just said, you know what, this this won't be that year, and 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 I so I looked at the other candidates, uh, and that that are in the local races that I'm aware of here in our area. I looked at the state questions. Right. Um, you know, voted voted that way, and and, and kind of went about it um, about it that way. So that was that was so I put that out there up front so that you know those who might be listening uh, know that, that that where I stand, right and, right, and that my commentary comes from comes from that perspective. And so, um, with that said, man, that night as I was watching it, man, it was just you know it was just for me an exercise in in what I believed to be the inevitable. Uh, I I truly believed uh, that 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 Hillary Clinton uh, was 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 going to win. In fact, I had even predicted and told some friends uh, that it would be a landslide. Mm-hmm. You know that that her win would be a landslide. And so, uh, watching it unfold, I I I got mesmerized by what was happening, and uh, and and I I just I I, I was shocked. And, and engaged in it because it was something totally different than everyone had predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and while I had no dog in the fight, uh, it, it, it got exciting to witness something historic, right? right. And, and by, by historic, I mean uh, someone who didn't have any, any experience in politics, a billionaire uh, uh, who didn't have a, a machine 
uh, a political machine, didn't have political connections, had had all of the media against him, uh, do what everyone thought was uh, you know was impossible. So that that kind of that kind of jarred me. I remember Dwayne that night, man, and I just be honest with you, man. I just feel like I'm talking to you. I know we got an audience there, but I just feel like, <laughs> I, I just feel like I'm talking to my my brother. Yeah, that, that's what it that, is. Yeah, that that night, I remember my daughter coming in because you know we're we're a homeschool family, and we're using it as an educational process for our kids. Um, that night, my daughter came in and, and kind of saw me and was like, "Dad, are, are, are you excited?" And, <laughs> and, and 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 her question because we had had a conversation, brother, mm-hmm. about biblical worldview. We had had a conversation about about the candidates. We had had a conversation about, uh, about Trump and about Clinton. And so she, she right. knows, she knows where, where I stood and, and, and how I felt like these two candidates did not meet the bar for be for my advocacy and, and, and voting. Right. Um, she's kind of qu- like, what, what are you, what are you doing? And, and I said, baby, if you, if you sense excitement in my voice, it, it's, it's mainly for, what's transpiring more than it is for who, whom it's transpiring. Does that make sense, Dwayne? Oh yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Yes, it does. And so, and, and so you know, with, with, uh, with, with the election of, of Barack Obama, though I, I didn't vote for him either time, Dwayne, uh, I, I was excited to see what happened because of the historic nature of what took place. Uh, though I didn't advocate uh, for his presidency, uh, either time. Does that, you, you, you see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So, so I'm using that as a backdrop to say that that's exactly what I was experiencing with, with this whole process. So again, the night of, man, I was just, I was dumbstruck. Like, like I think most of America was. And, and, uh, the emotion for me was, was really devoid of, of joy or sadness, of, 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 of you know, of sorrow where, you know, we're seeing some folks, you know, in tears. Or, or jubilation, uh, where you saw some, you know, rah, yeah, you know, I, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I wasn't experiencing that either. I just was right. like, wow, what just happened? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So, so, so help, help me understand from your perspective, bro, because you, you, I told you I wasn't going to let you off the hook, man. I want to, I want to hear your heart on, on, on what, what you saw, what you experienced. Well, I, I know you weren't going to let me off the hook because you never do, <laughs> but it's all good. Well, V, you know, I work night shift, man. So I was actually at work uh, watching it and kind of had the same uh, feeling like this is really happening, you know, because the guys, I got two military guys and uh, well, two ex-military guys and then a sister that sit behind me that's also ex-military. So the whole night, everybody's like, well, you know, Hillary got it. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty much, you know, it's going to be this and it's going to be that. And as it started to progress, you know, it was just amazing to see the the reaction. You know, it was, you know, the guys that were actually pro-Trump for Trump. I mean, they were just shocked. And I was just kind of in observant mode, you know, because the sister, you know, she was in her feelings because, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you know <laughs> I love y'all sisters. I do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh but yeah she was in her feelings over that and it was you know it was like you guys need to stop talking about politics at work but uh mm-hmm. on a personal level 
Um, I did not vote for either candidate as well. Um, that's also uh, something I want to throw out there. Me and Barlow, I actually talked about this last week. But uh, on a personal level, what I think I witnessed or what it felt like was America wanting change so much that they were willing to put anything that was not like the norm. That's what I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's and, and that's all on the 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 I guess the actual election night, because mm-hmm. we'll talk about the I guess what come what came out of that, what, what right, followed right. that. Right. But that that's a, on a personal level. That's what I saw. Just just uh, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And hey, let's try something we ain't never tried before. Right. 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 I, I, I saw the I saw the same thing. And uh, I, I, I'm such a junkie. Uh, with with politics, brother, I used to, you know, I used to be real heavy, deep, thick in the in the political piece, and uh, and just you know, mind changed. Um, mm-hmm. Decided, you know what? That's that's not where it's at for me. Where 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 true change happens, as as you and I both, I know we believe, is through the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And yes, so, uh, I was challenging while while again, we know that. Uh, based upon upon the, the the polling data that you know over eighty percent of, of of evangelicals, white evangelicals in particular, uh, voted for Donald Trump. Um, you know, while while we know you know that that there's a lot of folks that were excited, uh, I got asked if, if if it's worth anything. I would get asked as as a discipleship pastor, I would get asked to come to Bible studies and help these guys sort out what they were dealing with politically. Hmm. Because in Bible studies, bro, they would ha- they would you know they get in these arguments about Trump and you know about what they should do and where he stood and uh, I-, I had guys who would call me up and say, hey, you know we're really really wrestling with this. We know that you have uh, have your have your thought process and biblical worldview. You know, help us help us navigate this thing. And 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 I'll be honest with you, I challenged them uh, on on the energy that they spent. Um, pushing forward a political agenda of any kind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really challenge them and, and ask them. And by challenge, I mean, I really asked them, you know, are you spending equivalent amounts of time proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and advocating for, for Christ as, as King of Kings and Lord of Lords? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I would ask brothers, how much time did you spend last week talking about, uh, your advocacy for Trump or, or or whoever else you think needs to be the written-in candidate, uh, and and then compare that with how much time you spent proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, if 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 you've got way more time invested in one, then you you've placed politics, you've placed conservatism above the cross, and you need to hmm. repent because you're you're sinning. You're absolutely sinning. And wow. uh, and and so for me, it w- it wasn't a deal where you know these folks are. Advocating Trump, or excited, and, and I'm letting them off the hook, or or, right. or letting it letting it slide. I I, I want to challenge all of us as believers, those who advocate uh, for for Hillary. Uh, there's some issues that we need to discuss there. Those who advocate yeah. those who advocate for Trump, there's some issues that we need to discuss there, uh, and all of it needs to be measured against the backdrop of what we say we believe with regard to the Scripture and and the and the proclamation of the gospel. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. That is, that's pretty awesome to, uh, to, to, to bring that to the light, you know, because like you said, that has been the focus, you know, this one or that one. 
but I think, you know, the, the, the focus was shifted away from the gospel and proclaiming the gospel. That is that's so good. I mean, because I guess it, it's on TV, it was on radio, you know, it was pretty much right. everywhere you turn. Uh, this election, we can honestly say, is putting the most interesting, most, you know, controversial, covered, you know, mm-hmm. out of all of them, man. Um, but so I guess on the reaction side uh, of it, you know, what, what, uh, I guess what we observed, um, because, you know, those that are listening to this show, if you listen last week, I reminded you that, you know, God is still sovereign and, <laughs> you know, it, it's all good. It's not the end of the world. You still here, you know, yeah. but to some man, it, their world came crashing down. And what I, what I think, uh, on some level it showed, you know, one of the sayings was Trump revealed who was racist, you know, by who voted for him. That was one of the things. But honestly, I think uh, Hillary uh, in this election revealed who is very liberal and very <laughs> secular. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it showed me a lot of uh, people that I didn't think were would be so willing to, to go that route. It, mm-hmm. it actually showed that to me, man. So what, what kind of... Uh, I guess, how did you see the reaction and, and, and how did that all play out? No, I, I agree with you, bro. It, it, it showed me as, as, you know, and I know we'll, we'll be talking about different, different particular with regard to reaction with particular believers and such, but it, it did that for me. Um, I expect, and I know you, I know you, you, is, even as I say this, I know you, you're in agreement with this. I expect the world to act like the world. Exactly. And so. I really am not surprised by those who are out riding. I'm really not shocked by um, those who, for them, um, the the person that they elected in the political office was, was indeed their savior, mm. who they who they decided that you know if that, if that savior wasn't going to win, they were willing to take up arms uh, and 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 march into the into the streets and uh, and express. Um, their outrage. And so I, I'm not surprised by any of that behavior. Uh, I, I get it. It's, it's sad. What, what I, what, as much as people say that Trump exposed the racism in America and, and particularly with, with white evangelicals, I do agree with you wholeheartedly, uh, that it exposed the, the, the black ethnocentrism. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that it, that it exposed what what uh, what, what I believe um, uh, um, uh, James White calls calls ethnic Gnosticism. Yes. Um, that 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 is a that it, that underlies a lot of our brothers and sisters um, that that are that are that are African American uh, evangelicals, black evangelicals, uh, black and reformed. Um, and so I, I, it, it, ex, it exposes that to a degree that's 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 I, as frustrating as it is to witness. I think, and I've been telling people this: it's a good thing. There's a, a, a dear friend of mine, brother of mine, uh, who attends my church, black brother. Uh, we had a chance to to talk briefly about uh, about the election, and and he was kind of you know opining, well, you know what, it's it's you know the racists are out, and da, da, da. and I said, well, listen. If indeed, if indeed, the people who uh, who voted for Trump are racist, I would much rather deal with open racism than mm-hmm. th- than I would covert 
smile in my face uh, mm-hmm. racism that that's difficult for me to identify. Right. I would much rather deal with your open hostility toward me uh, because I believe I've got the cure, which is the gospel. Now, if you've been pretending to to own the gospel, you've been pretending to be beholden to the gospel, uh, yet all the while holding on to racism in covert ways. And, and I've not been able to see it. That's problematic. But now if it's open and, and you're more emboldened to express it, I welcome mm. that. Right, right. And I know I know I know we haven't talked about that but but if indeed that's the outcry that that should be welcomed uh not 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 shunned not sad not not hidden uh but we should welcome that being being opened up. And in the same way though I though I'm I'm disappointed uh in those that I've seen express ethnic gnosticism uh that that I've seen express ethnocentrism uh I'm I'm thankful to know who those people are. Uh, right. So that we can we can address them from a standpoint of of the cure, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 really good. Uh, and I guess speaking of which, uh, you know, recently uh, we've we've even had uh, I guess two weeks ago, uh, Mr. Jamar Tisby on the bar, and uh, he's you know one of the co-founders of uh, RAN or Reform African American Network. And on Monday, I guess it was on their guy, their podcast, Pastor Mike, uh, he basically uh, shared his feelings about the uh, the election, and I emphasize feelings. <laughs> uh, and and we we've listened to it. Uh, Dr. James White actually addressed it yesterday. Uh, but it's hard to stay ahead of Dr. White when he be right <laughs> on top. <of> it. <laughs> that was good to see, man. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Um, Shout out to my boy Seiko who got on at the end, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Seiko wanted to get on tonight, man. I told him as I needed needed to calm tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you should have called that brother up, man. You should have called that brother. He, you know what? I I enjoy him, and uh, one of the things I love about him, with all of his passion and 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 outrage, is is at the same time, and I know people don't don't. Uh, don't witness this uh, unless you know him well. Is is right. his, his complete humility? Oh yeah. Um, he oh, yeah. he 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 he's a humble dude. He he will be checked by the word. He he will he will respect his brothers. And so, uh, man, I hey, I well, I mean, if you got his number, you want to text him up and, and bring him in, <laughs> uh, man, I'd I'd have no problem doing that, man. It'd be fun to chop it up with him and uh, right check check in and see what what he's talking about. But you you were talking about. Um, you know the uh, the conversation uh, that that was just uh, the, the co-founder of Rand and and uh, some some of his commentary, man. I I I had listened to outtakes of some of the podcasts and listened to a portion of it. And, and prior to tonight's show, I wanted to make sure that I really really sat down and and listened in its entirety from start to finish. And so as, as even as we were coming up, I was kind of wrapping up. Uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the tail end of that, man. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna flip it, man, and put you on the spot. Because, <laughs> and, and here, and here's why. Here's why. Here's why. I, you had a chance to talk with that brother live. You had a chance to engage. Right. I, I haven't had that opportunity, so I'm I, all, all I can work with is what I heard in a, in a, in an hour long segment. You've, you've had the opportunity to engage him to. To have interaction with him, to maybe hear a little bit more 
of his thoughts and heartbeats. And so I, I think it'd be it'd be advantageous, man, to, to from a standpoint of, of fairness and, 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 a, and allowing a fuller context um, for, for you to kind of unpack your thoughts. And not, not even about this issue in particular, but just from a standpoint of what, what you initially experienced with him, his openness to do the show and things like that, brother. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, a very, very uh, humble, uh, patient guy. Um, you know, I had to, we had to move some things around to, to record it. He was, he was definitely more than willing to do so. Um, you know, and it, it's, the the show was was very you know general basically trying to get information because I like to use this podcast to help those that are new to reform theology that you know what on some some resources and things of that nature so it was very general on that that point um, but I could tell you know I mean you can actually tell by you know looking at his page looking what he posts but I could also tell in our conversation the the I guess the the what like what James White said, the the black narcissism, you know, I could I could tell a hint of that um, because when we talked about the uh, gun violence um, and, and me expressing that, you know, I, I wasn't quick to anger and, you know, that I, I you know, I always would try to get details first or whatever. Um, he, he came back and said, you know, it's OK to be angry. You know, it's it's OK to, you know, want this and want that. And then I was like, oh, okay, all right, you know, I just kind of, kind of let them put that side out there for those that may be listening that that are on that same mindset, you know. But then also when we talked about the uh, election, you know, uh, uh, he never mentioned Hillary at all, but he he mentioned that Trump was a different kind of corruption. Uh, he says none that we've never we've seen but ever seen before, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and which I honestly agree, you know, uh, he's not, he don't have the, the sly politician ways, you know, he's kind of in the open, you know, where he, where his character is. Um, but, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, we clarified that, you know, the voting thing was, was not, you, you weren't required to vote, you know, and he agreed with that, you know, he, you know, he even sent me some material about, you know, not voting, whatever, whatever, because I just mentioned to him about how I abstained from voting in, in past elections. Um, so I think on a general level, uh, good guy at heart. And, and with this situation, I think it was, is just emotion. I think that, the emotion got the best of them um, because what I've noticed with, you know, those guys is, you know, even I think it was to that mentioned something about vote for Hillary to keep Trump out. You know, I think with them, it was the, they really uh, magnified the lesser of two evils. If that makes sense. Like this is way worse than this, you know? Yeah. She, she has her faults, but this, this is emails. This is grabbing women and talking, you know, it was, it was magnified. Um, and, and I think that's what caused the, the, the emotional, I guess, uh, downfall to me. Uh, because, you know, you think about the way we saw the election that night and if we were actually rooting for Hillary, you know, how you would feel. Right. And, and I think he may have should have took, you know, a little time and said, you know, this kind of got itself together uh, before making some of the comments he made. But that that's what I got. I mean, I, I think, you know, all in all, uh, a pretty, pretty nice guy, you know, uh, but just just got caught in his emotions. 
let's do this, Dwayne, because I, I, I think it's, I think it's important, man, to, to discuss a couple of things, uh, man, even prior to, prior to dicing up, uh, the, 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 the commentary, um, uh-huh. that, uh, that, that was, that was expressed, that, that Mr. Tisby expressed. And that is, um, one of the things you mentioned is, is sometimes we get caught up in, in, in our emotion. Uh, I was so disheartened by, uh, Thabiti's, uh, tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I couldn't believe it. I just, I couldn't believe it. I really had a difficult time. And so I, I'm wondering if, um, I'm, I'm a pretty emotive guy. I think, you know, most, uh, most brothers are, uh, right. I, I think culturally, uh, we, we, we lean into, uh, not that, not that, not that blacks are a monolith by any stretch, uh, right? but, but that, but that we, we're definitely a, a much more expressive, a culturally expressive people. Um, that generally speaking that, that we, that we, we, we tend to be an, an emotive, uh, people. Uh, generally speaking, uh, and again, you've got a range of what that might look like uh, from, from person to person. Right. But 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 I, I, I my question is, does not or should not our theology inform us rather than our emotion drag us into whatever we're whatever we're feeling? I mean, I, I'm whatever I'm feeling. I, I, it wouldn't wouldn't it be wise for me to to Rather than lead with that, examine the pages of Scripture to identify whether something in me is proper. If I'm if I'm properly emoting about it based upon the Word of God, or whether I'm in I'm in the flesh, right? And and I'm operating from a fleshly standpoint about something that that God uh, disdains or doesn't doesn't find uh, you know of, of moral character. What what are you what are your thoughts there? Am, am I am I am I in the dark, man? Am I am I kind of out there, bro? What are you thinking? I, I I'm with you, man. I'm I'm 100 with you. I I don't. I it, to me, it just it doesn't make sense to do anything, uh, without you know getting yourself together, looking at it from a, a Christian perspective. Like that just that's just me, you know what I'm saying? Like with any tragedy, that's just that's just the way I see it, you know. Uh, so the, with 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 the comment that Jamar made about um, you know it, it's okay it's okay to be angry. What mm-hmm. what did, did he have any context for? Oh what? yeah, of course the the uh, you know anger but sin not. Okay. Uh, you know that was the that was the thing you know. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think I, I think, th- th- and again, I, I've heard him talk about that. He's talked about the Trayvon Martin deal. He talked about right. the Michael Brown uh, piece. I've heard him. I've heard him emote about the about those pieces about the outrage that he experienced. And and his in his statement was, and he said it in this most recent podcast. He said, "You know, when I see that, I, I see that could have been me." And oh, yeah. um, and and I, I maybe it maybe. It may be something, and and brother, I, man, again, help me here. <laughs> it, it may be there. There may be something wrong with me. Mm. There, there may be. Here's where I go, Dwayne. Yeah. And, and and it's not. It's not. The thought process isn't. I'm not black enough. I, I, I've, been, <laughs> I've been. I've been. I've been black all my life. Right. So, you know what I'm saying. But for some odd reason, I I, I don't. My identity is not 
based first and primarily upon race. And even here's the crazy part. Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think I've been that way even before I was a believer. Right. right? Yeah. I, I, I saw me as me. Uh, my parents raised me. Now they now now just like yours, I'm sure you had your mother, your grandmother, who said, you know, it's gonna be rough out there. It's right. racism out there. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, my parents told me you you're gonna have to be twice as good as that white man to do whatever you're gonna need to do. Mm-hmm. But, but but I never I never saw that as I, I never used that from a standpoint of man I, I can't make it or or or, or someone's gonna treat me wrong first or. And so I could be the wrong black dude. You know what I mean? Do you, well, do you know what I'm saying, bro? If if you are, I am too. Honestly, I mean, I literally had this conversation with my moms last night. You know, I was like, "Mom, that's just not me." You know, I I can't. That's never been me. You know, I've never saw the world like that. You know, so, so I, I don't know. So, so when I so when I hear someone say, "Hey Trayvon, that could have been me," or "Michael Brown, that could have been me," I'm like, I can tell you this: it sure wouldn't have been me. No, no. Them, cat, them cats ain't me. I'm gonna. T- I'm, I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not gonna find me in the same situations, in the same no. context, in the same way, no. disrespecting police. It's not going to happen. No. Now, could I run into a rogue? police officer who decides to do something bizarre absolutely absolutely i could but for me to see those brothers in the in the circumstances that they found themselves in and to be able and to identify myself with them i'm sorry bro yeah i'm not i'm not that dude yeah me either me either and see that's that's the thing man um just you know just your demeanor your behavior you know, one of the things my dad and it's so funny, my wife laugh at me every time. But you know how you go from one store to the next. You got bags. Mm-hmm. Well, my pops t- always said, tie up the bag of the other store so nobody think you shoplifting. Oh, you know, wow. this, yeah. So, yeah. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so yeah. little yeah. stuff like that, man, it just and I do it. You know, I mean, it's not like it, it just it, it separates us, man. You know, they say, hey, you know, let's do us. Let's do us right. That You know. I'm not going to be mistaken for doing something because of something I, you know, I did or didn't do, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm like you, V. I mean, it, it, it's amazing, man. And you know, Barlow is the same way. You know, we need our own camp, man. Them cats got their camp. We, <laughs> we need to come up with our camp, whatever that is, man. Because we just we different, man. I mean, that's just what it is. I, I posted about it on Facebook last night, man, because I had a situation at work, you know, where uh, uh, a, a white gentleman. Uh, was talking to me about Dave Chappelle being on uh, Saturday Night Live. And, uh, I mean, it, this wasn't smart. I, I, I say that first thing on air. But he brought up the family, that last name, was the N-word. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, no, you didn't just say that with his sister sitting behind me. You know? Right. right. <laughs> but it, it, it was it was weird space. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, she was on 100. You know, right. but but I was on one because number right. one, I knew what he was talking about. Number two, I'm not gonna be outraged, you know, over that. Even if it was directed at me, yeah. I'm not gonna be outraged because that, like you said earlier, that's just a sign that they need the gospel. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so, uh, she actually was upset with me because I didn't respond the way she responded. Sure. 
Sure. You know? And, and, and I, I see, I see that now culturally I'm, I'm hearing like my kids, my, I've got my, my son, um, who's uh, 14 daughter, who's 17, the kids in their circles. Uh, mm-hmm. now, now, now we homeschool. Our kids are very close to us. And, right. and in our home, we've, we never, we've never used the N word. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if they were to hear that from myself or my wife, they would look at us like we just use profanity. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Um, we, we don't play music in our home that has that, 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 right. that stuff in it. And so that, that would be very strange for them. If, if, if my kids walked in and we, and I was playing something and, 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 you know, some rap artist or somebody saying, and it, it, it would, they would freak out. However, a lot of their, a lot of, a lot of the white kids that they hang with use that word to talk to each other. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, they say that to each other. They, they hashtag that to each other in the same way that back in the day, uh-huh. we used to use it. Now, now I'm, I'm not saying I've never used the word. Now, don't get, don't, <laughs> I'm about don't to say, you, you really a different kind no, of. Oh, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Come on. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but, 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 but what I am saying is, is ha- having kids and thinking yeah. through that process, oh, yeah. what we want to promote here. That, right. That's the case. But back in the day, you know, I'm in the, I'm down about, you know, yeah, we, were yeah. saying, we, we were saying that. Mm-hmm. So, 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 but, th- but in the same way we used to use that word, white kids are using that word toward each other. Wow. As a term of endearment in the, in the, in, 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 in a suburban, you know, wealthier uh, mm. neighborhood area. And, and, uh, and it's, it's the oddest, oddest thing, man. It's the, it's a weird thing. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's how culturally things have shifted. And, and again, I, I, I just bring that up to say, you know, I, I, I to the point you, you were making earlier, you know, even within black circles, culturally speaking, um, and there's, there, we're not a monolith. We're not, we're not all mm-hmm. the same. We don't have all the same view. And, and so to, to, to think that A, we should and B, to hear what I believe to be, be, um, ethnic Gnosticism, what I believe to be, um, ethnocentrism uh, above, uh, above gospel centrism, above, right. Above biblical centrism, I, I just, I, I don't, Dwayne, I don't get it. It's, it's, it's aberrant to me. Yeah. I mean, it, me too. Uh, it really is. Um, and, and that's one of the things, man, that I, I was processing while listening to him. Uh, and I kind of got that idea going in just by, uh, you know, the, the different discussions that he had been in prior to, you know, uh, different uh topics that they have him come in and, and speak on but you know and, and it's like like i told you it's like it's a it's a camp of those guys man and i i just don't fit in there you know like uh you know this this is biblical reform this is the podcast this podcast is basically my journey man and mm-hmm. you know that was one of my first stops after mm-hmm. getting reform was you know ran and, and right. taking out that you know but I, I noticed that I I just didn't fit in there, you know, uh, and, and that's why, you know, it's a blessing to have guys like you and Barlow and Seiko. And we just got to come up with our own our own camp. And that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that again, man. So, 
you they gonna be listening. Hook, hook, hook that up, hook that up, man, and find us find us some t shirts and some sweatshirts. Up, man. <laughs> hook us up, uh, man. That'll that'll be that'll be the way to go. But I know you want to get into kind of the the, the the context of what was said uh, during during the podcast. But man, I just you know I I, I I'll throw one more thing out uh, uh, for for you. Um, and and a part of it is something that was covered in the uh, uh, in in the in the the, uh, the drop the mic is it drop the mic contest or pass the mic pass the mic pass the mic pass the mic podcast and that was the, the the differentiation between the black church and the white church and what was said about the black church and the white church um, you know was a that that um, you know the, the gospel has not penetrated uh, the, the the division uh, within the black church and the white church and um, I, I disagree with that and, and wanted to get your thoughts about that. I recognize and I've heard the statement um, that we that, that, that Sunday morning is the most segregated hour of, you know, of, of the, of the day. and I, I get all of that from a just just a straight up fact. Statistically, we, we go to black churches, white churches, what have you. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference. And, and you tell me what you think. I think there's a difference between. Um, making a decision to to culturally assimilate um, and and being forced, you know, not to go somewhere because of my race. Um, no one at a quote unquote black church is barred from attending a predominantly white church, um, and, and and no one from a white church is barred from being at a predominantly black church. But what we've chosen to do based upon cultural normatives, based upon a lot of it, unfortunately, has to do with style of music. Um, yeah. One of the one of the most challenging things, bro, that, that 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 I you know what I'm getting ready to say. One, one, one of the most challenging things to go into a predominantly white church is man, I, I, I miss that Hammond B3, man. You know, I, I I miss I miss that organ tuning up. I, I you know yeah. I, I'm I missed you know that 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 sister that that got on that mic and just wrecked house and and tow up mm-hmm. and showed out and and probably got in the flesh a little bit and then came on back. You know, <laughs> uh, you know I, I I miss I miss that and and so for me, and, and attending the predominantly white church that I that I attend, in, in fact. Uh, as a staff member, man, you you would laugh at me. I got up this morning, got in early uh, to our to, to my my uh, my office at, at my church, and so uh, it, it was early. Nobody's there. So what I did, man, uh, I, I picked up some old old commission. Oh you know, yeah, I, I picked up some some, <laughs> some 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 commission number seven from the album seven. You remember yes, that sir. one? Yes, sir. I t- I took that one, got got the little little, little beats and, and and cranked that one up, and then played through that whole thing, and then then uh th- then went back a little bit from there, got some stuff from they they had a compilation album where they had like the greatest hits. Oh wow! <laughs> and 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 they and they started with the tis so sweet and and all you know all the all the jams. Yeah, uh, bro, I cranked that thing up. And had it jamming, and, and I know I had three or four staff members who showed up like, brother, what are you doing in here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, look, y'all leave me alone. I gotta get, I gotta get my fix. You know, right, get, right. Get, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be all right here. Nine thirty when everybody get here, I'm gonna be all right. You know. Yeah, 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 And, yeah. Um, and so I, I, I miss that, but at the same time, man, it, it, it definitely is not gonna dominate where I believe God has called me to, the people right. that have called me right. to, and, and, and where. 
where I need to lead. So what what, what do you have? Black church, white church, the, the well, whole segregation piece. What are your thoughts there, bro? It's funny, man, because I, I made that same quote on uh, the show that I had him on about Sunday being the most segregated day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, <laughs> me, you do it every time, man. I love what you brought out that I didn't think about. but And most people did probably not thinking about you are not barred or banned from going to those places. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like I told you guys, you know, I, I found a Presbyterian church literally across the street from my job. And I was the only black guy in there uh, Monday. And I think they did like a Monday morning uh, Bible study. And I rode up in there, man, and had an awesome time. And, wow. and great fellowship. And, you know, those guys still check on me, man. And uh, Oh, wow. I, I, it, it's just amazing that we, we assume that something is separating us. You know, uh, uh, we we make that assumption that, you know, we can't go. Because I, did, I literally looked it up online. You know, oh, they doing this. I can do this. I can leave work and go over there. Walked in, knew nobody, and it was awesome. I mean, it was perfect. It was beautiful. So that in itself lets you know that you can go wherever you want to go. And <laughs> what I've, excuse me, what I've, I've experienced is they accept you and they love you and they want you to come back. You absolutely, know? absolutely, absolutely, so, absolutely. It'd be, it'd be different if you walked in and you know every every eye dropped, everybody stopped and and told you. What, 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 are you, what are you doing in here? You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and maybe called you the N word or something. Mm-hmm. That, that that would be one thing. But that's been my experience. My experience has been wow. They, they're welcoming. They're embracing. They want to. They they want to. You know, enjoy you. That one of the one of the biggest draws to the church that I went to, Dwayne, and I and I'll get off this topic, man, and let you move on to something else. But um, <laughs> I, I one of the one of the things I enjoyed about my church when I first moved here, I moved to Omaha from Oklahoma City, and my friends made fun of me. Dwayne, because when I told them I was moving to Omaha, Nebraska, and they were like, man, population, y- y- your family is going to double the African-American population <laughs> when you show up in, in, in Omaha, you know? And so, you know, I, I laughed, but at the same time, man, you know, I, I kind of thought, I wonder what that's going to be like. I wasn't right. concerned for myself as mm-hmm. much as I was concerned for my children right, and, right. and what their experience would be like. And, and uh, so I was, you know, I was checking things out. I knew we'd be in a, in a nice neighborhood and wondered. You know, I did wonder you know, how many blacks, what would that be like? How would they right. assimilate? How would they be received? And so all of those pieces of the puzzle were there. But interestingly enough, when I went to church, went to the church that we're at now, predominantly white church, I'd say 95 percent Caucasian. Um, and, and I'm being generous on the on the African-American piece. So <laughs> um I, I I would say I, I would venture to say, man, that I, I, we were so embraced, man, and people just walked in, loved on us. Uh, it, it wasn't special treatment because we were black, but it but it wasn't it wasn't you know mistreatment because we were black. You right, know, it, right, it's right. hey, how you doing? Um, it, we we live in an area where a lot of folks, uh, if you're in middle management, you this is kind of a stopping place. So you kind of you know, maybe you were with company ABC and you just made got a management position. So they moved you to Omaha. You pay your dues before you go to the VP thing out on the East Coast or the West Coast or the South or the area where you live or something along, you know, something along those lines. And so right. this was kind of the, the stopping ground. So th- they knew that and embraced that and embraced me in that same way. Hey, oh, so you just moved here and how can we help? And, and it was very is a wonderful climate, man, that, that I really never experienced, you know. Uh, any any pushback, any any 
evil right. eye or any hidden racism. So again, with that said, man, the comments that that you know that that were that were made, um, you know, by by, by Jamar, I just you know I really kind of was taken aback by. And I'll let you tee that up, however, yeah. however yeah, yeah. you use that. Yeah, before before we go there, and I guess it may be a lead in, you know, I'm in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, you know, definitely the South. Uh, I, I probably experienced more, uh, I wouldn't say like uh, direct, but just some hints of racism or whatever in North, when I was in North Carolina, Eastern North Carolina. But I think uh, even though it should not dominate your worldview, I think where you are in, in, in whatever situation does probably shape it some. Um, because I, I I'm I'm really surprised, and where we I guess we're leading up to, uh, you know, is the comment about uh, being afraid to worship with uh with the white people at his church, it's the Presbyterian church. Um, uh, I'm really surprised at that comment. I mean, I think I've heard something on the you know that you know he was saying that uh, he was afraid because they were willing to vote for Trump or whatever, but. You know, if if you made that your church home, you know, and and these are people that are you know discipling you, uh, you know, people that are fellowshipping with you. I'm sure you know you, there's relationships there. You know, I can't imagine making that statement in public that can be replayed. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's why we kind of did the lead lead in and into worship. Because when you talk about worship, you know, you're talking about, uh, uh, you know, the, the intimacy with God and also the, the fellowship with, with your brothers and, and, and that we're all in one place giving God glory. And, and that's sacred. And, and to say that, that, that you are fearful or, you know, you, you, don't, you don't know how to look these people in the eye, man, is very disheartening. Uh, I mean, just for me, I can only imagine what his elders are thinking or what anybody from the church are thinking, you know, that's almost like, you know, church suicide. Like, right. When you walk in Sunday, how is that going to be? Right. You know, so right. what, what, what's your thoughts on that? Cause you are in leadership, you mm -hmm. know, and, and let's say if, if you heard a statement, flip it flop, you know, if it was a white guy saying, you know, because Obama won, I don't know if I can trust be like that or whatever. So how, how do you see that? I, I, I don't know how it wouldn't be confronted. Uh, mm. I, I don't know how, uh, you know, if, if there, if, if, if I caught whiff of a racist statement, um, whether it was targeted at me or just racist in general, uh, church leadership would immediately, immediately address it. Mm -hmm. uh, they would pull the person in, ask about the issue try to understand where the person was coming from to identify whether it was just a flippant comment or whether there were some real issues that needed to be addressed. And, um, you know, I, I, I was in a class one time, um, uh, Dwayne, where, where this lady, I, I got a chance to teach. Uh, I'm in a very unique situation in that uh, I'm at a church that's predominantly Caucasian and and I you know I'm I'm one of the assistant pastors and I'm over the discipleship and so I've got classes you know I, I, I oversee adult discipleship so I've got classes of, of, of young people who are college age uh, mm -hmm. but I also oversee classes of people 
who are 70, 80 years old. So I had one of my teachers in the class um, that were, uh, you know, he, he needed to kind of take a break. So I took over the class for a few weeks. And this was a class of, of, of elderly folks. And, and I call them our seasoned saints. You know yes, what I mean? Sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm in the classroom, and and some of the issues around the uh, the Trayvon Martin thing had happened at the time, and some of the riots were taking place. And uh, you know, she she was in the classroom. She was with me. We were talking, um, and she she kind of stopped the class and and very concerned look on her face. Uh, again, mind you, she had to be mid to late seventies. This lady that I'm speaking about has since passed on. I was at her funeral here recently. Um, but she said to me with, with, uh, with, with, with eyes full of tears, heart, heart full. She said to me, brother, what, what, she said, what can we do? She said, what can we do about and for the blacks? What can we do for the, what can we do for the blacks? And on its face, Dwayne, if, if you had a, if you had a worldview that was dominated by race and you heard an elderly white woman say in general, what can mm-hmm. we do about the mm-hmm. blacks? <laughs> your, your, your natural inclination may not have been a kind one, may not have been a favorable right. one. <laughs> so, so, so rather than jump to conclusions, I, I just paused. I, I, I honestly felt no, I didn't feel anything in the way of, of emotion in any direction. I just wanted to, right. I wanted to clarify what she meant. And, 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 and man, there was so much wisdom in that. Because in that, she began to pour out her heart about what she saw as, as injustice, as, as, Mm -hmm. you know, as, as mistreatment. Um, and, and wanted to let me know as a black male, her love for me, uh, as, as one of her pastors, as she, that she expressed in this classroom, uh, her, her love, uh, for, for, for what I brought to the table as an African American male for, for what she felt is that, you know, that, that obviously while she didn't know all the nuances of the Trayvon Martin story, uh-huh. she knew that, that people were upset. She knew that people were angry and she wanted to know genuinely from her heart what she could do to be part of the solution rather than a part of the problem. Wow, man. And so with, with that said, I, I you know, it, it would be easy for me to see an election or to see something and, and to flip into emotionalism mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and walk in with anger and rage. And, you know, and, and so now I will tell you, I, it cracked me up because I know that that her statement taken, <laughs> out, taken out of context. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. So I, 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 I did pull our senior pastor aside and, uh, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. said, I said, you won't believe what somebody said to me. And, <laughs> and so I told him and when I told him, he, he kind of looked at me to see whether or not I was shocked or what have you when I right. That he he enjoyed it and, and laughing about it and 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 talking about it and and just be but but I, I've never felt anything but absolute one hundred percent support. Your initial question uh, was you know how do how, how do how do I see it you know how do how do, from from a racial standpoint and uh, you know what would happen to someone who made a comment that was that was racial uh, in the same way. Uh, that, that Jamar made, Jamar Tisby made, I can tell you it would be de- dealt with directly, uh, right. that, that someone would pull, pull that person aside and want to know where they were coming from, why they said what they said, and, and want to bring clarity and even correction if necessary, uh, to the issue. 
Right, right. Yeah. And uh, and <clears throat> that's that's the way I see it, man. That's why, you know, you definitely uh, have to nip stuff like that in the bud if you're running a ministry. Um, and I think I was uh, I was listening to Joe Thorne and Jimmy's show, Doctrine and Devotion, a couple months ago. And there was a situation in the Southern Baptist Convention where the pastor was actually voted out because of some racial things. Uh, it really, I don't think it really made the news much, but I'm thinking in that context, you know, people that actually experience, don't have the great experience me and you have, you know what I'm saying? The ones that do experience the, the shady looks or the, the N word under the breath or, you know, just things of that nature, you know, uh, I guess because I know you're going to throw it back on me anyway, <laughs> I, I, I'll say from my, cause I want this show to be well-rounded. You know me, I always, I want to make sure that everybody gets a piece and gets a part and, and mm -hmm. it touches all sides mm -hmm. because, you know, me and you've had great experiences, uh, when, and whenever we dealt with, you know, predominantly white churches, but for those that have it on a personal level, uh, um, <clears throat> I, I and, and V, you know, you, you're my backup. If I'm wrong, scare me right. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. But, uh, but I, I personally would, would, you know, if I experienced something like that, I, I wouldn't stay, you know, um, that's just me. Uh, you just like, we're not bound to go to an all black church. You know, you're not bound to go to that church. If you're experiencing that, you know, uh, definitely address it with leadership. Uh, you know, definitely let them make them aware. Uh, because I'll tell you a little story. I'm, I'm gonna call it uh, uh, aggressively or passively uh, courting a a uh, church right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to 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 Pastor Todd. Uh, he's actually been meeting with me. Uh, really awesome guy. Look, he's been checking out the podcast too, V. So I'm, I'm gonna see if he's really listening. Cool. But he, he told me about an experience uh, when he moved here to South Carolina. There was a, 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 a older gentleman there that was a member and, you know, he started bringing in more black people into the church and uh, the older gentleman approached him and said, hey, they don't need to be in here. And so wow. he, yeah, I mean, blunt, straight up. So he, he said he, you know, he was like, oh, you oh whatever. But then he said he pulled him in his office and he began to, you know, dig deeper, you know, and find out what what caused that that. uh that response. What did you experience? You know, uh, and and he got down to the root. Of, you know, the issue where you know if he he's he's only had bad experiences with black people. Mm -hmm. You know, and being in Greenville, you know, uh, people that are born in Greenville and born and raised in Greenville, most of them don't have high school diplomas and all of that. So lack of education, bad experience. So he knit, he he direct, dealt with it directly and nipped it in the bud, and and to the point where the man is okay, cool, you know, because I I think he was making sure that he knew I was welcome now, whatever. But I said all that to say this, man, uh, the gospel was needed to to make any kind of change, uh, and if you're experiencing anything like that, whether it be any kind of racism or whatever within the within the body. You know, your first step is always to go to leadership um, and, and see if that can work it out. But don't be afraid to leave. You know, that's good. <laughs> that's, good. that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's that's some wisdom, man. It, it really is. I I think I think the gospel in, in the situation in that situation is important to penetrate the hearts of 
of those who uh, you know are, are part of the majority culture. Uh, but also, it's important for us not to overlook or believe uh, that simply because we we have a higher melanin count that 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 the gospel is not necessary to penetrate our our skewed worldview. That's true. Uh, That's so that, true. That that that, ha- that often often is is has a lens uh, of, of ethnocentrism uh, of ethnic gnosticism and, and uh, by ethnic gnosticism what what I mean is you you by by when you hear people say things like well you can't know how I feel unless you're black mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. being be, be, because of the melanin in my skin I have an experience that you can't uh, you can't connect with you can't understand you can't know uh, and so facts. Facts trump that. Feelings trump facts in those instances. Mm, I feel right. this, and and the reason why I why I feel it is because I'm this certain skin color, I'm this certain race, and and you can't understand. And one one of the people that that I was I was watching uh, after the election, man, I'll be honest, I kind there was some there was some places I wanted to turn on to see how they were uh, were, were melting down, and and one of them <laughs> one of them was to watch the View. Yeah, I, I wanted to see. <laughs> I wanted to see Whoopi Goldberg and some of the <laughs> folks who claimed they were going to leave, you know, leave uh, America and, and all of that stuff. And, and, and when, when she was being, when, when she was being faced with facts, what she appealed to when she couldn't appeal to facts that contradicted mm. what she was facing was she appealed to ethnic Gnosticism. Mm. Her, her appeal was, do you, and she even said it. She said do you, to the person who was addressing her with these facts, she said, do you know what it's like to be black? <laughs> well, if you don't know what it's like to be black, well, you can't know this, this and this. Right. And, and, and pe- people make this appeal, not from an ethnic standpoint, but from a gender standpoint a- around the issue of abortion. Mm. What, what they'll say is, well, you're a man. So since you're a man, you can't speak about what I feel as a woman when I decide to abort my child. Mm. The problem with that is you don't have to be a woman to know right from wrong. <laughs> exactly. You, you don't have to be a woman to know that the that the murder of an innocent human life is still sinful. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to be a woman to know those things. Uh, in the same way, you don't have to be a certain ethnicity to know right from wrong, truth from that which is wrong. And and, and so appealing to my race and how I feel as a as a benchmark for a standard of truth is flawed at every level. And for someone to claim to be reformed mm. I mean, and to claim to hold the biblical integrity and biblical truth, that is incredibly problematic. Right, right. On a whole, it, it's actually, let me call it what it is. It's sinful. Mm. It's sinful. How so? I, I want you to expand on that because James, look, it's so funny, man, because we was in the car. James White said that, like, right when my wife got back in the car, and she was like, "How is that sin?" So yeah. let, let's when, talk. Let's talk about that. When you've elevated your race, yes, above what the gospel, what the gospel is supposed to penetrate. Let me let me do this, bro. Let me let me appeal to scripture. Um, I, I'm 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 turning. I've got my 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 Bible app on, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm turning. I'm turning to Revelation seven. All right. Turn to Revelation seven, uh, verse nine. Um, what this is, this is this is this is a revelation of, 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 of the great multitude of nations. Verse nine starts out this way. It says, after this, 
I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes of palm branches in their hands and crying in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and they worshiped God saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. When, when, when we look at where we're headed, th there's not division. When, when, we, when we look at what we're called to, there's no separation. The, the mention of every nation and every tribe is simply a benchmark of the beautifulness of God's creation. Right. The, the issue of race, the issue of race, and I share this with when I'm when I'm teaching worldview, the issue of race, especially when we elevate it, is an issue of identity. It, it's an issue of identity. And when we're dealing with identity, where we've got to go as as image bearers of God is back to his word. And and that is to Genesis one twenty seven that says we are all created in the image of God and that there's indeed one human race. If we believe this word to be true, if we believe the scripture that says we are one in Christ, if we believe that there's no Greek, no Jew, that, that all of us have equivalent access A to salvation. And because of that, we're brought into the family of God for us to be brought into the family of God and then and then to see division based upon race. Mm. That, that is absolutely sinful. In fact, so much so that Paul rebukes Peter when he tries to pull something like this, when he's around the, the Gentiles enjoying hog mog and, and, and pork rinds and <laughs> all of that. And, right. then, and, then, and then the Jews show up and then he wants to act all segregated and separated. Mm. What, what, is, what does Paul do? He rebukes him. Why? Because what he was doing in that instance was sinful. He had elevated who he was from an ethnic standpoint wow. above who he was now in as a as a as a person who was beholden upon the King of Kings and Lord of Lords as a part of the acceptance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and so when we look at that and we see someone who who has and, and, and I know Jamar, I, I know this about Jamar from a standpoint of credentialing, from a standpoint of education. He should and can explain to you what I just explained, probably much more eloquently. Mm -hmm. uh, much, much more from a from a ro robust theological perspective, but but yet, what he holds to is emotion and race, through which it the is is the lens that he's viewing comments like you know I I, I don't feel safe worshiping with my white congregation. Mm. That's irresponsible and sinful, and needs to be properly addressed. Yes, sir. Amen to that, brother. Oh, that's good. That might be another soundbite, V. I love when you go on those ranks. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Good that's stuff. crazy, man. That's crazy. It, it, it really is. Yeah, it absolutely is. And again, when when I think about you know guys like you uh, who 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 are building a, a, a podcast, a following, folks who who tune in. I think about Rand. You made the statement earlier. Rand was one of the first stops after coming into Reformed theology that you made. I stopped there too. I thought, man, there's got to be some good stuff here. And, 
you know, and, and from time to time, I pick up some different ideas and perspectives. Right, right. But you think about the platform that that brother has. Oh, I know. And as a result of that, the level of responsibility that he should have and, and think about to ensure he is not in his emotion, mm. um, but, but rather he is in the proper exposition of scripture. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I kind of fear uh, that because that podcast, you know, he helped start or whatever. And uh, I mean, as soon as I thought of that, I shot it down. But I was I was almost about to say, I kind of fear that he felt like he was talking in his house. Right. Made public, you know, right. Right. but they got to know how big that thing is. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I, I immediately put, took that back uh, because that was kind of the. I guess this, the, the, the sense that I was trying to make out of it, you know, uh, that, that I'll, he would I'll, make a statement. I'll go here. I'll go, I'll go here with that. You might be right. Cause let me tell you something, man. I'm, you know, I'm here, we're recording. I can, I can see your face. You can see my face and we're, we're interacting. I, I feel like, you know, I'm talking to you, you know, right. rather than I'm, I'm, I'm talking to an audience and some of the dialogue, I know when, People listen like like wait wait a minute. there are other people listening it's not just you it's <laughs> right. not just you Dwayne and so so but at the same time Dwayne the beauty in that is it reveals the true nature of that's someone's true. heart okay Ooh, that's real good <laughs> and, and 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 if it, and if it exposes that then what it should expose for guys like Jamar is that man there's there's an area of my life that needs further sanctification yeah wow uh, and and so based upon that the rebuke of a of a of a respected guy like Dr. James White, uh, I I may need to submit myself too. Uh, yeah. I, I would I would love to see uh, an interaction with those two. Uh, well, he asked him. He asked yeah, him to come on, and uh, and I I don't, I don't know if that that's going to happen, but it would be good. It would be it would be good to uh, to to actually have that dialogue and let us watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely enjoy that. So V, uh, I guess, man. Uh, last week's show was aftermath. Uh, I think I'm entitled this one moving forward, man. Uh, what what are what are your thoughts uh, on moving forward? And I'll go after you this time because I know you're yeah. gonna throw it yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on moving forward and our our current situation? Yeah, well, man, I, I they are the same. Uh, as they were prior to the election, and, and that is the gospel is primary. Uh, the, the solution is the proclamation of of the gospel. Uh, that's that's where where people wanting change, true change starts in the heart of man, and and then the only thing powerful enough to penetrate the heart of man is the proclamation and acceptance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so it's important for us as believers not to be jubilant because Hillary didn't. Uh, get in and, and not to be, you know, nervous because Trump is now in, uh, but to understand where we are. I, I even rehearsed, man, you know, uh, it, based upon you know, Romans 13, one that, that, that says that, you know, that, that God is the one who, who places uh, those in, in, in authority over us. And, and, and that was written in a time under Roman rule and persecution of the Jews. Right, right. It, it, it wasn't written in, a, in in America where we still have freedoms and can can speak out against leadership, but it was it was written where we're speaking out against Caesar got you killed. Exactly. Uh, and, and and we were told to submit to authority then that no authority is has a position it does apart from apart from the order uh, of God. When we know that and understand that, we've got to formulate our our thoughts and mind to say 
that if, if Hillary would have won, that is what God decided in his sovereignty he wanted to have happen. Right. Uh, and there's a purpose and a reason for that in the fulfillment of his perfect plan. Uh, and, and, and that Trump got elected. We should be able to equally say that that God ordained this to happen at this time for a particular purpose and reason. And, and if for nothing else, whether you're happy or sad about it, for you to drop to your knees and repent and, and to really accept the lordship of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen, brother. And this is my uh, my take on it. Ditto. Ha <laughs> ha. I got you. <laughs> Oh, man, but but definitely, definitely uh, co-sign, piggyback. Uh, it's all about the gospel, people, at, at the end of the day. Um, it's so funny because uh, before I began to think more biblically and have a biblical worldview, I downplayed the gospel. Uh, those that may be listening that, that you know, are new to Reformed theology or don't even know anything about it, you just know me. Uh Whenever you decrease or you, you don't magnify the gospel or the power of it, it, it actually shows us where you are and what, what space you're in. You, you, you're, the gospel is the most important thing we have that he left us. So let's dig into that thing. Let's study it. Let's, let's teach it. Let's proclaim it. Um, I never forget, V, I was actually on a radio show with some guys we were talking about Hebrew Israelites and, and all of that and the whole thing. And, and me and Barlow just kept saying, you know, well, we got to teach the gospel. And I was like, oh, that's gospel, man. That's, that's, look, that's, you know, kindergarten stuff. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's not. So uh, definitely, definitely the gospel. We, we got to preach the gospel. We got to teach the gospel. We got to speak the gospel. We got to be people of gospel. That, Amen. That, Amen. Is, that is my words to the people. <laughs> Amen. 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 Absolutely, brother. Good stuff. So, anything else you want to say on your way out, man? No, um, bro. It's always a joy to, hey, I'm, I'm glad I get to see your face on this one. I'm glad uh, uh, for the opportunity, man, and, and uh, love you, love what you do, uh, love the time you take and invest in the consistency that you apply to, to, to your craft, and uh, man, I'm thankful to be here, so thanks for asking me to come on, bro. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, man, and, and all the hard work you do uh, on the page while running a whole ministry and teaching class and shuffling and jiving. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you, man, uh, holding us down. Uh, even when you, you can't be as present as you want to be, you know that you, you're with us in spirit, and I know that you're definitely praying for us, so mm -hmm. appreciate mm -hmm. you. Uh, big shout out, man, to the listeners, uh, hope you guys take advantage of some of the things that's coming. I actually got inbox today. We may possibly be getting a sponsor. So if you haven't yet, tell somebody. Yeah, V, I was surprised too. Tell somebody about the podcast. Write us a review, share, like, tag, post, repost. Just get it out there. This, you know, this isn't for, for, for me, this is for you. We do this for you, that you may be uh, uplifted, that you may be informed. So uh, make sure you share. Make sure you, you like. You know, give us five stars in the comments. You know, Joe Thorne already did, so you might as well just jump. You might as well just join Joe down. He gave us five stars, man. I, I got to holler at him. I saw that today. I was like, oh, Joe, love us a, a review. Sweet. That's great, so, man. That's great. Man, you're putting in some great work, getting some great guests, man. You're doing some good stuff. Yes, sir. God be all the glory, man. So to all the BND people, make sure you check us out on Facebook. Uh, just search Be Not Deceived. I will warn you, we don't hold no punches on Be Not Deceived. Also, follow us on Twitter. That's uh, at BND 
2012. No, BND True 2012. I was on Twitter. Uh, and then we're always here every Tuesday at the bar. All, best way to search us is by typing in Biblical and Reformed in iTunes. And we're also on Podomatic. Uh, for those that don't have iPhones, we'll pray for you that one day you will... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see the light but until then you can also download it on Podomatic and uh if nothing else man god bless you all have a good night the bar biblical and reforming for those of us who claim christ our authority is the scripture for those who don't claim christ or who claim another i'd like for them to we challenge them to explain a standard of truth apart from scripture uh, it, it explain the nature of good and evil apart, apart from the scripture. Um, that there, there's, you, you have no context. There's no justification for it except for the whims of, of, men, of, you know, of men. And so, man, we, we stand upon the foundation of the scripture. Sola Scriptura. Scripture alone, man. Doctrine. Yeah. Sola Scriptura. Scripture alone. That means scripture alone. What's your eternal situation for the age of creation? For he laid the foundation. Was the plan for expiation? Christ became propitiation. Meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces. In the crowd he saw our faces. Just- What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here. The bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there